I'm going. It feels so awkward. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Welcome to the first episode of the wonderful world of football shirts. Um, it's a podcast where we look into football shirts and why we love them. Um, I can't do this all by myself, otherwise I would be a proper loner. So I roped in my best buddy, Mark. Say hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fair to say that this is a passion project for us, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, I have actually only quite recently started getting into collecting football shirts but I've always been like really kind of excited and interested by the colours and the brands and everything that kind of goes with it so yeah it's always been something that I've been like quite fascinated by. Yeah and the reason why I call it a passion project is literally for the last year or so our text conversations have just been images of football shirts that you've either bought or I have found online that we then comment on and just say it. So we discussed it and thought it'd be a really good idea to at least share it with everybody else. Exactly, yeah. Most of the time I buy them and then I think, and they arrive in the post and I'm like, why did I buy this? And then I'm like, oh, actually it's pretty cool. And then I think, oh, maybe I should sell it. And then it's like, oh no, actually I quite like it. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the premise of this show is that every episode, uh, we'll take it in turns to present a football shirt to the other person and then we'll try and explain why we love it. And it's a pretty simple concept, right? It's very simple. Um, I'm excited, I'm excited to see what you're, uh, what you're gonna present to me. Okay, but first of all, I have some uh, kind of little news, football news. The other day, you tagged me in the new Premier League football. I did, yep, I did. Which will be used for the second half of the season. I don't know about you, but I automatically had memories of the design of being that kind of 2004-2005 Premier League football. Do you remember with the white Nike ball but it had blue circles? Yeah, loved it. Because I, I, I always think back to like the players that I was watching back then like and I think of like the Omri's, the Pirezes, and just like I used to really enjoy like the way that the ball would move. So cool. Yeah, slow motion, and if you hit it so perfectly, the, the, the kind of it would just rotate round, and you wouldn't even notice it moving. That's exactly, as you yeah. say, that exactly the same. Perez Henri, like a typical Henri running down the left wing, cutting on his right and curling it in. I always imagine it with that football, which is so crazy. Yeah, yeah, so cool. I'm excited to see them play with that at the end of this season. Right. So, um, obviously, due to a pandemic, we are not face to face also the fact that you live in germany now also helps with that but <laughs> if you were here we would be doing it face to face but we can't so i am now going to present to you okay so the first football kit i'm going to share on screen with you now and i actually i'd like you to describe it for me and for everybody listening okay it is a lovely shirt from wolverhampton wanderers who i know is your favorite team uh it's uh from the 94 95 season uh so obviously it's uh 25 years old that retro uh retro look i like it i mean it's it's got goodyear on the front it's a kind of classic um a classic uh brand on the front 
It's got the kind of old school retro wolves badge, which I love. Um, it's uh, it's got black black trim, so black collars, black sleeves, black trim on the sleeves with black buttons. I like a button button down collar as well. And yeah, I mean, it looks like a great shirt. I'm interested to kind of um, to hear about some of your memories with it. So, and um, the reason why I've shared that is because that was the very first football shirt that I owned when I was a fan of football. Uh, I remember going to my first football game in it. I remember watching the players play in it. And it's just, when I watch it, I think of my favorite footballers growing up who I idolized. I think of my first experience going to football matches and it just has a real special place in my heart, really. Um, you are right. It doesn't have the traditional, what we would call now the traditional Wolves head badge. It has the Wolverhampton um, logo, if you will, crest, which I always thought was the Wolves badge because that's the only one I knew for a few seasons. So then when we moved to the Wolves head, I thought, wow, this is cool. It wasn't until my dad showed me pictures of previous Wolves shirts that I realised that that crest was quite unique to that shirt so is that crest then the like coat of arms of walls or is that just like an old school crest for the club i think it's a crest of wolverhampton it was one that as a kid you always tried to draw it it's really complicated so when they did come back with the wolves badge it was like oh my god this is amazing it's just a badge yeah, I used to do that in art class all the time. They'd be like, just draw anything. And I'd always draw the Arsenal badge. And the same thing, it was always so difficult to draw the cannon with all the like intricacies. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's funny that we have like similar memories of that. Tell me what you really love about the shirt then. Is it the kind of aesthetic, obviously the memories? What will tell me, talk to me a bit about that. I, I guess... You're right, it's not necessarily, I remember owning it and from a kind of playing football perspective, it's quite a heavy shirt. It wasn't particularly great fitting as they are now, but the memories of it create such a good feeling. Um, Steve Ball, for example, running around scoring goals in that shirt. Um, so it, it creates really good emotions, happy emotions for me. Um, I guess though, the Goodyear, you're right, it's such a kind of, for Wolves anyway, iconic sponsorship that we had for such a long time. Um, it was just synonymous with Wolves. Um, if I was to, at the time, that's all I liked, but nowadays when I look back at it, I bloody love a bit of black trim. A bit of black trim on the collar. I mean, look at the, there's, there's buttons as well. <laughs> Every yeah. football shirts have buttons nowadays. Yeah, that's 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 classic. And, and tell me a bit about so what were wolves? Where, where were wolves in that season? How did they do that year? Are there any like particular standout games that you remember from seeing them wearing that shirt? Um, I was quite young, so not particularly individual moments. I remember my first game, which was wolves. I think it was 2-0 against Port Vale at Molyneux. Uh, Andy Thompson, classic left-back, scored two penalties. But even though that sounds like a drab game, for me it was so exciting and enthralling. Um, and admittedly as well, I went wearing just the shirt and I soon learnt the valuable lesson 
of buying a shirt or getting a shirt a little bit bigger so you can wear a jumper underneath because you'll freeze to death otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Everyone learns that if, lesson the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Um, but if I remember, we had Graham Taylor as the manager. Uh, we had players like Steve Ball, uh, Steve Froggett, Andy Thompson, uh, Mike Stell in goal. And it was just, I didn't really know much about football other than Wolves. I think it was like Wolves, Man United and Arsenal were kind of like the only clubs I really knew about. Yeah. So I didn't really understand the, it, it so much. So I didn't really bother me where we were in the leagues. We always had a decent team and I think we got into the playoffs, but never really ventured any further than that. Yeah. And I feel like there's something I want to bring up as well, because there's, you know, we have our kind of like Nikes and Adidas's and Reeboks and so on of this world. T tell me about the kit manufacturers of, of this shirt. So this is actually really interesting. The kit manufacturer for this shirt is Nutmeg. What the hell is Nutmeg? <laughs> yeah. So I only know of them making one other shirt and that was at the same time Crystal Palace had a Nutmeg shirt. But I'm going to share with you now really quickly the season before shirt. So if I just uh, share you this, and you just tell me what the difference is. Okay. Because this is actually really key to the nutmeg thing. So this is the season before, right? This was the season before. Okay. So it's virtually identical. The, the trim on the sleeves look a bit deeper, but it's got a different kit manufacturer. Can't see who that is. It looks like a. It actually looks like a wolf's head. It is a wolf's head. Okay. They made their own kits. And they made their own kits. Love that. Now, we did do it again a few seasons later, but what's the difference between this kit that you're seeing here and the kit that I shared with you at the start? And to be quite honest with you, it's just the logo. Yeah. The nutmeg logo. Yeah. Which I find quite bizarre. But I've never seen it again, and I haven't seen it since. I even tried to Google it. <laughs> Who are nutmegs? What is nutmeg? <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't find anything. All I've got is videos of Ronaldo kicking it through people's Yeah, legs. fair. And the Crystal Palace kit then, I'm not expecting to have done a lot of reading about that, but was that, what did that look like? Was that a similar look to the Wolves kit? Similar like template or something? I think that was just standard Crystal Palace stripes. Blue and red. Um, I don't really remember who was playing for them. All I remember, Chris Armstrong, I think, was the striker at the time. Yeah. That's all I really remember. Okay. But it is my first football shirt yeah. um, from when I really got into football and kind of the, the memories that I've created from it, you can never take away from me. So it will always be that first football shirt for me. For sure. I want to ask you something about the shirt what, if anything, would make it better? That's one question. And another question is, is there anything... Well, I guess they're linked. Is there anything that annoys you or that you don't like about the shirt? And then the sort of secondary question is, is there anything you would do to make it better? Yes. Good question, actually. Um, so, again, in hindsight, I think I would prefer it to have a Wolves badge. Yep as in the wolf's head rather than the crest. Um, 
one thing that was annoying was that they got a lot of complaints about it as well. Um, it was all stick-on badges and um, Nutmeg logo and the Fujia logo was all stick-on. So after a few washes, it started to peel off and they got a lot of complaints. So the next season, everything was embroidered. Oh, nice. So the crest was embroidered, the Nutmeg logo was embroidered. I think it was just Fujia was like ironed on. Yeah. Um, so that was annoying. But I do actually have a, a memory now. Um, back in the day, they didn't used to do numbering on the back of the shirts. So I remember that my mom bought a bit of black felt and cut it out and a uh, number nine for Steve Ball and put it on the back of the shirt, sewed it on. And I looked at it, I thought, this is so cool. I now have number nine Steve Ball on the back of my shirt. And I think I remember looking at a picture and my mom had done a number nine where it's a circle with a straight line down as you would draw number nine. But football shirts had the circle and a kind of a curly number nine. So the bottom bit curled up. And as soon as I realized that, I didn't want to wear it. And I didn't wear it for like a week until my mom said, what's wrong? I said, I don't like it. So she unpicked it and I carried <laughs> on wearing it. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen the Twitter account ruined football shirts, but maybe that would have made an appearance <laughs> of like football shirts that people have done like dodgy dodgy work to and that sounds like maybe it would uh, it would be perfect for that good that she was able to pick it off though yeah that, that's it really that was uh, I just for that time I don't think it can be improved upon um, the following season it, it was almost identical kit again um, no buttons they had a little bit of gold on the black collar and um, it was kind of embossed WWFC all over the kit. Nice. Not embossed, maybe. Um, yeah. It was embedded in the kit. Yeah. And that was quite nice. Yeah. I, again, it was almost identical. I guess it's, um, it's, it's different these days because obviously back in... And I, when I was looking at the shirt that I want to talk to you about after, the shirt actually was our away kit for two seasons. And that you don't obviously you don't get that anymore. They bring out a new shirt every every year, regardless. But back in those days, it wasn't so driven by money and kit sales that they would roll over the same shirt every couple. You know, every every shirt would last a couple of years, and then they'd bring out a new one. So my shirt was for the from ninety seven to the end of ninety nine. So that's crazy. And you're right. Well, without further ado, let's just good segue. Let's move on to your shirt. Okay. You can describe describe my shirt. You can describe my shirt for me. I want to try and find a nice picture of it that you'll that you'll that you'll get the full kind of um, experience. Let's say. Uh, uh, okay. Here we go. This is a this is a good photo that kind of showcases exactly the kind of things that I like and dislike about this shirt. Talk me through it. Okay, so it's an Arsenal away kit. And the picture you've presented it has Dennis Bergkamp and Mark Overmars celebrating what is another Arsenal goal. Um, <laughs> it is yellow. It has the classic Arsenal uh, JVC logo 
in white in the middle. There is a blue, a navy blue band going across uh, not only the chest, but it also seems to go across the sleeves as well. So if you were standing straight, it would just go all the way across. It has a blue collar with red trim. Uh, it has the classic Arsenal badge, which has the cannon and lots of details in it. Um, I'd also say that it's got the Premier League logo uh, on the sleeve as well. That kind of classic, you knew you were cool when you had a Premier League uh, badge ironed onto your football shirt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's it. I mean, this is... I, I'm always more a fan of the away kits. I don't know why. I've always just liked the idea of... and been kind of really intrigued by the idea of away kits. I think I'm an Arsenal fan, obviously, and Arsenal's home kit is always red and white. It's always red and white, and that's classic Arsenal. And classic Arsenal away is yellow. Yellow and blue is, is classic Arsenal. In recent years, they've kind of moved away from that and gone all blue, and sometimes they've gone all white, but, but classic Arsenal away is, is yellow and blue. And I love this shirt so much because it brings back some fond memories of a time when, well, first of all, when we were good and we won the league title in, in, in this shirt. And some, I mean, I was seven years old when this came out. So again, my memories are fairly vivid, but the one game really that springs to mind with this shirt was the game at Old Trafford where we beat Man United 1-0, which was eventually the, the game that sort of took us on the way to winning the title. And obviously that was the first time in kind of my in my in my knowledge i mean we won we won trophies in the in the early 90s but this was the first time that i was able to really experience arsenal doing well and winning something and that game at old trafford wearing this shirt was was one of my kind of like earliest footballing memories in that way arsenal didn't go to old trafford and win we still don't really that often but we it was never you know man united had dominated so much in those years and, and really my 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 first memory of really sort of this shirt and watching that game and seeing us and i was actually doing a bit of research into that game so that game happened in in march 1997 14th of march 1997 that game i presume that you know the game i'm talking about richard I know two, I think I know two or three things from that game. One, I know that Mark Overmars scores. And then the only other thing that I know really is that iconic image of the fan, the Arsenal fan in the crowd. He's got curly hair. I think maybe yeah. he has a beard. Yeah. He's got, he hasn't got an Arsenal shirt on, I yeah. don't think, but he's got maybe a leather jacket and he's just there going, yeah. Yes. Black leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the iconic, really the iconic things about that game was just this bloke, which is funny. So two other interesting points to to that game. Three other interesting points. First of all, was Overmars scored the goal and then did that kind of nonchalant, almost Cantona esque celebration which was amazing, obviously. 
And the two other things that I that I found out when I was researching this game, firstly, that Arsenal had a kind of unknown Alex Meninga in goal, who actually I think only just retired last season, um, in a bright orange goalkeeper shirt, which is a really stunning shirt actually. Um, who had an incredible game and he came in late in that season to kind of help us on the way when David Seaman got injured. And secondly, which I think is a really like, I, I remember it being an early kickoff on the Saturday and it being weird because there weren't that many early kickoffs in those days. And I remember that being quite, quite strange. And it was only when I was doing a bit of research into the game a couple of days ago that I saw that it was an 11.15 a.m. kickoff on a Saturday. And I thought that was such a... I've never experienced that before, an 11.15 kickoff. Wow. That's mental. <laughs> yeah, it is really weird. So it was an 11.15 kickoff, and I messaged my brother-in-law, because he goes to all the games, and I said, talk me through it. What, why, why was this an 11.15 kickoff? And he basically didn't have he didn't have the right answer. He didn't he didn't know. He said he said you know I remember the early kickoffs, particularly over Easter, and this was in March, so possibly. He said uh, I was at Old Trafford in '98 and stayed over on the Friday night. I remember going to the game on the Saturday morning. Why did we play at 11:15? I'm guessing for TV, but I'm not sure. So it was an 11:15 kickoff. Completely bizarre. Never heard of it since. No, I mean the only knowledge I have of early kickoffs, and this is purely from a Wolves perspective, is that pre-pandemic any derby for Wolves was always is always played on a Sunday, uh, as close to midday as possible. So yeah. they always say so there's no pubs open, so you can't get rowdy people like being aggressive. But yeah. I know that Man United and Arsenal would be rivals, but it's not a derby. No, no, really, really weird. I want to present my screen back to you because there's one thing about this shirt that I annoys me so much. Yep, and I want you to have a look and see if you can spot what it is. Um, at first glance, as I said to you already, you can see it in this photo. You can see it in this photo. So. I can see Mark Overmars, and there's some kind of blue stripe behind him, but at the back of yep. his shirt. But that doesn't follow the line of the, the line at the front, so it's not necessarily Bingo. a boot. <laughs> it doesn't match up at the front, which I mean I know exactly the reason why. The reason why was so they could put the name on the back, but it's yeah. just so annoying. I can see <laughs> So that was always the one thing that just used to annoy me so much about this shirt was that the lines didn't match up on the front and the back. But other than that, great shirt, great memories. Well, a great memory. I won't need to remind you about the FA Cup semi-final of that year, which obviously we didn't wear that shirt in, but... No, let's not talk about that right now. Um, it's fascinating that I've gone for a shirt as my first kind of memory that has such a special meaning to me and you've gone for a shirt that's for, for a specific game. I quite like that and I guess we'll, we, we'll address that more the more that we do because once you kind of 
go past the teams that you support, there'll be certain memories that you are invoked when looking at different football shirts, right? Mm. Yeah, I, I do. I often think, yeah, that's one of the things that I always think back on. Like, firstly, you know, what is what is my like favorite all time shirt? And then I think, or you know, what are what are some of the shirts that really kind of take me back? And like, that's the first thing I think of. Like, what is what's the game or what's the goal that I remember seeing scored in that shirt? It's always it's more like yeah one one single moment that's like it just makes it perfect sort of thing. Yeah, it's given me a lot of food for thought for our next one actually. Because you're right. Because the other one, the other, the other, um, the other goal that was scored in this in this shirt was uh, maybe I'll find the celebration the the celeb for you and you can see if you remember what the what the what the what the shirt is. Uh, what what the game is? Sorry, what the goal is? Uh... So tell me, whilst you're doing that, were Arsenal in Europe at this point? Uh, yep. Yeah. So in this season, we were in the UEFA Cup. Um, we lost in the first round of the UEFA Cup, and then we obviously won the league that year. So then we went into the Champions League the year after. Nice. So this 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 game was from the year after, obviously still wearing the same shirt. Do you remember? Do you know anything about this celebration? I have no idea about this celebration, but I know that's Carnu, and yeah, he was. In all honesty, he was iconic. He's he's such a kind of character within Arsenal football history because. For me, it's the first time I ever saw someone so tall, and it's not unfair to say gangly. Yeah. You know, his legs and arms were huge, and he was so skillful. It always looked like he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. But he always managed to do something brilliant. Yeah. And he was such an unplayable player because you didn't know what he would do. I always, one of my goals that I remember so much from him was against Chelsea in the pouring down rain. Mm -hmm. Ed Dehoe was a goalkeeper and he forces him so far out wide. And he, I think he's on the, he's literally on the touchline, isn't he, or the, the yep. goal line? Yeah, yeah. Out, probably outside of the penalty area and manages just from an ridiculously tough angle, just sweeps the ball in yeah. without a trouble. And you're like, well, how have you managed to do that? Yeah. That was uh, he scored a 20-minute hat trick that day at Stamford Bridge. We were two 0 down. We won three two. Um, but so the the goal, the celebration of that goal was uh, away against Middlesbrough in the following season. We won six one, which again was really not something that Arsenal. We were not. I don't. We well. We were always known for kind of winning games one nil in the kind of early nineties. So to go and for me to see us kind of kind of go and win a game 6-1 away from home was in itself quite ridiculous but this goal that Carnu scored from that celebration was kind of it got the ball got sort of whipped in from the right hand side and uh, from Ray Parler and Canoe with a sort of back heel sort of rolls it from almost the edge of the box sort of rolls it into the bottom corner and then he does that kind of weird celebration where he's sort of like saluting and those are, again, it's just like one of those like 
standout memories from seeing us in that shirt, you know, doing really well. So yeah, it's good times. Nice. Cool. Well, those are our two football shirts for today. Um, I just really quickly want to talk about uh, your football shirt that you're wearing today. If you'd like to tell everybody what football shirt you're wearing today. Yep, I'm wearing a 1996-97 uh, Borussia Dortmund away shirt. Um, and this actual particular one is uh, it's actually a kid's size, a youth XL, which kind of fits the same as a fits the same as a, a men's a men's size. The only difference is that all of the features are much closer together. So the the the, the badge and the Nike sign are, are a lot closer together. And I only know that because I have the home shirt in a in a adult small. So the size is exactly the same. It's just the features are they 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 squash together a little bit more in the kid size but again i mean i i just i love the old school like the the dortmund and the bayern munich like those i live in germany now so like f seeing all of these kind of like really cool like old school shirts and i th that's almost where my like where i started wanting to uh wanting to collect shirts from because i'd see them on the kind of like Gumtree websites and be like, oh, like those are really cool. And you get kind of like carried away by looking at, you know, all of the like Werder Bremen, the kind of orange and green, like these weird like color combinations that you're not used to seeing or like, you know, 1860 Munich and they have the like light blue and white stripes and like half shirts and just really cool. I guess from that perspective, it must, we are so used to in England just seeing in I guess charity shops of old shirts, you know, your classic Man United's, England's, Liverpool's, and then there's London, you know, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, that kind of stuff. So then for you to move to Germany where that isn't prominent anymore and all of a sudden you're seeing this blue and green kit, you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll see what I turn up in next time. But yeah, for, for today, I thought I'd go for the, uh, the, the, black, the black Dortmund away kit. I like it. Yeah. Okay, I've got a couple of little kind of quiz questions in relation to uh, in relation to your kits and, and and a couple on my kits, and I thought okay. it'd be fun to kind of test your knowledge and see, you know, what you remember or what you can kind of maybe take an educated guess on. Oh, yes. um, okay. So a few of them, a few of them from from the wolves, uh, from the from the wolves shirt, from from the start of the ninety five season. So wolves did a tour, and I did this some extensive research. Wolves did a tour of Sweden and Denmark before that season. Yeah. They played five matches uh, on their tour. Um, I want you to kind of maybe try and work out or have a guess at what you think the aggregate score of those five matches were. In five matches against teams that we'd never heard. Oh dear me. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like me to tell you the teams that you played? Okay, let me just get it up, hang on. Uh, so it would have been this, this one here. Pre-season, here we go. 
So, you played on the, on the, on the 19th of July, Hvri Dovra. On the 20th of July, a day later, Servalsborg. On the 23rd of July, Schmedby. On the 25th of July, Christianstadt. And on the 27th of July, Asserums. And like I said, those are not teams that I'm familiar with. Okay, so I reckon it's an aggregate score of... I reckon we conceded about four, but we would have scored maybe, I reckon about three or four, one every time. Three, one every time. But yeah. Twelve. Twelve, four on aggregate. Okay, 12-4 on aggregate. One of them, you were pretty close. I'll give you that. One of them, you were pretty close. So the, your opposition scored three goals. And in the, so in the first game, Wolves won 2-1. And then they won 6-1. And then they won 9-0. And then they followed up with a 2-0 and a 3-1. So Wolves won their five games 22-3. Free scoring Wolves. In the in the nine nil, uh, Mister Mister Bull got five. Of course he did. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, here's another one for you. In that season, and this yeah. is the ninety four ninety five season. Yeah. Where did Wolves finish? Oh gosh. I reckon we finished fourth. Bingo. Oh, cool. Fourth in the league. Fourth in the league. And do you remember who won the league that year? Uh, it's actually related to something that we, that we have been talking about today. It's not going to be Arsenal because they've never been relegated. It won't be Man United because they've never well, been relegated. I, well, I'm just going to say West Brom. It was not West Brom. It was okay. the team that Carnu then went on to score the goal against yes. the following season. Middlesbrough won the league that year. And Wolves, you are absolutely right, did finish in fourth place. Okay. And they, you actually correctly did say that they lost in the playoffs. Do you remember who they lost in the playoffs to? Um... I want to say, no, I don't. Memory has it that we kept on losing to Crystal Palace in the playoffs. I'm going to say Crystal Palace. Yeah. It wasn't Crystal Palace, it was actually Bolton. Bolton. Bolton Wanderers. We won the first leg 2 Bolton Wanderers. Oh, yes. You we did, won the yeah. The first leg 2 1. We lost the second leg 2 0. And one of our players got punched in the face in the penalty area, so you never sent him off. Okay. And um, we ended up losing the game. Um, I remember that very well because it was the first time that Wolves had opened their doors to away games. So you could go to Molyneux, sit in the big stand and watch the big screens because yeah. Wolves were one of the first teams to have big screens. So we sat, me and my dad sat and watched in the freezing cold a big TV screen in the corner of the stadium watching Wolves get beat 2-0 by Bolton. 
A classic. That's such a like funny footballing memory. I like what like that you would you, you would used to go and watch the game on a screen in the stadium. Arsenal used to do that as well. It's just so weird. Um, and then here's a good question about that season as well. In all competitions, who was Wolves' top goal scorer? Emphasis on in all competitions. So maybe it's... See, that's the thing. You're trying to trick me here because the obvious answer is Steve Ball. Mm -hmm. But you're going to say no. It's a red herring. Maybe. Mm. Do you remember who... And you're, you're absolutely right. It was not Steve Ball. think he only played one season at Wolves. David something. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I know exactly who it is, but I can't remember. Go on, tell me, put me out of my misery. <laughs> David Kelly. David Kelly. David, David Kelly. Kelly was the one who got punched. Was it? Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe it's because he scored too many goals. And then I got, I got one more question. This is about the 97, 98 season. So this is kind yeah. of re loosely related to the Arsenal shirt. It's not, it's not a question about Arsenal or anything. So this is Premier League, 97, 98. Mm -hmm. The three, the top scorers in the Premier League with 18 goals, there were three of them. They were all Englishmen. Who were they? I can give you a clue yeah. with their club as well. Premier if League, you, 97, 98. Yeah, three English players. Um, it's pretty tough, to be fair. But, yeah. you know, I reckon if I give you, if you need a clue, I can give you the clubs. 97, 98. Yeah. So, Michael Owen had just got in the England team. So, I'm going to guess at Michael Owen. One out of three. Who won the Premier League that season? It was Arsenal, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. They didn't have any English players. <laughs> Famously not. <laughs> Alan Shearer? No, but not a million miles away. If you can maybe try and think about... Chris Sutton. Chris Sutton playing for Blackburn. And then there's one more who I would be... One more. I mean, you would be showing some serious knowledge if you got this. Oh, God, I'm not going to get it then. Right, I'm going to ask for my clue. Okay, you want to know who we played for? Or will the clue give it away? I don't think the clue... Well, no. Uh, yeah. He played for Coventry. 97-98. Coventry. I've got another clue if you need it. I I can only think of... I can only think of two English players that played, and I can't think of the name of one of them. So I'm going to say it's Dion Dublin. Bingo. Is it really? Dion Dublin, wow. Michael Owen and Chris Sutton. Top scorer. Top scorers in the Premiership that season with 18 goals. That's quite low, right? Really low, yeah. They normally score like 30 these days. It'll be interesting to find out where Coventry finished that season. Or is it back when they had like Mustafa Hadji playing for them? Yeah, I think so. Because now we're getting into the kind of realms of football stickers and remembering kind of like who who I used to have in the football stickers. They finished 11th that year with Gordon, Gordon Strachan as their manager. Was Chris Sutton at Blackburn at the time? 
Chris Sutton was at Blackburn, yeah. Chris Sutton was at Blackburn. And then you are obviously correct in saying that Michael Owen was at Liverpool. Cool, well, that's a good quiz. But I mean, to be fair, you got you did very well there. You 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 know you got without 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 many clues. You got you know you got them. It's all that stupid knowledge I stick in my head, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I think that's it. Um, yeah. I guess I should. Well, we don't yet, but we should probably get a Twitter account or something or an Instagram account going. So if we actually send this out, people can give us a follow. So that'll be the first job. Definitely, yeah. If anybody wants to get in contact with either me or Mark, you can. WonderfulFootballShirts at gmail.com. So if anybody wants to get in contact with us, it is WonderfulFootballShirts at gmail.com. If you have any football shirts you'd like us to talk about or any points you'd like to bring up about the shirts that we discuss or if there's anything else you want to talk about. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add, Mark? I don't think so. It was nice to relive some old memories and talk about some of our, some of our kind of footballing memories and I'm excited to go again next time. Exactly, and I think... You know, the premise with this is we talk about some football shirts that we like and maybe don't like but it's as I've already said it's an evolution so it's just going to improve the more times we do it so let's hope so exactly alright well okay that's it goodbye <laughs> goodbye goodbye